All right. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to the AM show, the November 15th edition. It is Monday morning and we are halfway through November and uh, things are looking up in the NFT world. Uh, we we had a pretty eventful weekend. Normally, weekends are pretty slow in this world and, and things chill out. But uh, Friday started off with a bang. So we have lots to talk about. The great news is uh, it will not be shitcoin related. So uh, we have enough content to fill more than an entire episode this morning. Uh, we got a lot of people in the um, the audience this morning. It's great to see some new faces, uh, a bunch of new Moon Lounge members. So welcome. I think you're uh, you're going to enjoy your stay. And uh, and of course, if you guys ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Um, for those of you who haven't uh, been in the show before, uh, we do actually record this for YouTube and Spotify, and I believe it should be up on Apple Music now. So if you ever have to leave early, if you ever jump in late, or if you're, um, you know, can't make, can't make a show live, it will always be there in its entirety for you to listen to. So, uh, and we've been actually getting some, some listens too. It's kind of hard to figure out where that's coming from, but, uh, never hurts to see some of those numbers be pretty decent. So pretty pumped about that. Um, I am joined with me as always. I didn't even do your introduction. I had so exciting, but yeah, the, uh, the man who is going to be minting 380 clone X's this week, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now looking forward to that artifact drop, especially into this volume spike. Yes. In the NFT market. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Uh, I'd like to lead off the show as always with a, a brief market uh, update on the in the crypto world. Um, not much to actually talk about there. Normally, I've been saying that for NFTs the last little bit, but everything seems to be trading sideways. Ethereum, I actually got a notification on my phone, was up uh, almost 5% this morning. So a nice little run there. It seems to be chilling out. But yeah, uh, 65, 66,000 for Bitcoin. Ethereum's at 4,800. Uh, everything seems to just kind of be in that comfortable 2 to 5% up range. No, no big winners, no big losers right now. Um, and then the uh, the shit coins, as always, the GM, WGMI, PN, et cetera, et cetera. Haven't even looked at them, even though I'm sure I am holding some bags. So uh, I'm happy to be moving on from them and moving into to the the JPEGs. Um, looking at WGMI real quick, uh, yeah, the the seven day and the one day change. A lot of deep green numbers. Love to see that. And as free market alluded to. Definitely on the back of some huge increase in volume. Uh, Blutes up 100% this week. Uh, nobody <laughs> cares. Uh, Mecca actually having a pretty good run. Climbed back up above that one ETH floor. Now sitting at 1.87. That was a pretty slow and steady increase over the the week. Probably on uh, some of that Coinbase uh, partnership news that they and... Um, only force one uh only force uh got those those volumes went crazy and that might have actually been a little bit of a start to the the bull run that we're seeing here um one day changes are great too couple things that i wanted to just go over you'll see some big winners in mutinate yacht mutant ape yacht club board ape kennel club and of course just the standard board ape yacht club um some gigantic news coming out of there when uh, Jimmy Fallon bought his first board ape on the weekend. He tweeted out permission to come aboard and uh, promptly changed his NFT profile picture to the board ape. I didn't realize looking at this, and I don't know if you're in the same boat, Free Market, but uh, Jimmy Fallon has 51 million followers on Twitter. I always just thought, you know, that was a he was in the realm of just getting clips shared on Facebook. Like, obviously, he's a huge figure. <clears throat> he's the host of The Tonight Show. No small 
name in the entertainment space, but just 51 million followers on Twitter and, uh, you know, kind of a, 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 a normie king. Yeah, I, you know, the Tonight Show is such a large property. He took over for Jay Leno. And the, I, you know, the, I, one of the larger purchases before this was Steph Curry in Bored Apes, which is a huge purchase. He has a lot of fans, but he's essentially preaching to the choir. You know, these, that's the hype crowd. Yeah. And while they may not be into NFTs yes, yet, you know that hype beast crowd is coming this way, especially for Bored Apes. Jimmy, on the other hand, appeals to people like my mom and, you know, people who are, quote unquote, normies. And the idea that he bought two apes, tweeted this out, and then was following the market. Uh, two days later, he tweets out, wow, loving what's happening in mutants watching and learning or something to that. Yeah. 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 Last night looking at mutants uh, at board ape yacht club and learning. So yeah, it might not just be a a little bit of a publicity stunt and you, you know, maybe watch his wallet and see what happens. This, this is hands down the biggest purchase that's ever happened in NFTs. In my opinion, the last real aggressive bull run was kicked off when visa bought a punk. Uh, the punk bot was just going nonstop for like 36 hours after Visa did that. And I think we just saw something similar with Bored Apes. I so, believe that after. Yeah, go ahead. no, no. Keep going. I think that after this last market correction that we went through and given how well Bored Apes held up, I think I'm ready to say they are the second blue chip NFT. Yeah, that's a big call out. And that's something that we've talked about pretty frequently as to whether or not they actually are. They have to survive a bear market and whether you want to call the last four weeks a a, a true, real bear market or just kind of a speed bump in the road kind of remains to be seen. But uh, they they held their floor really well and uh, the volume on Bored Apes went crazy. We're going to look at that in a second. But I also want to talk about Timbaland jumping into Bored Apes and launching his very own production company under kind of the Bored Ape brand. So it's going to be called um, uh, Ape in Productions. So, you know, this is going to be something to watch for. I don't know that there's a lot of clarification on what's going to actually happen. Like, it's obviously going to be using the Board Ape IP. Uh, Timbaland's obviously very big in the music space. So there's going to, definitely going to be some some influence there. But um, it really does feel like Board Ape is becoming the supreme of the metaverse, really. Like, it's just it, it like you, you've you used the word hype beast a couple times. A hundred percent is like. Entertainment companies are going to lease your board ape to use in media. That's going to happen. And Timberland is one of the people helping to set that up. This is a force. They are, if Artifact invented utility, board apes is reinventing it. And I expect so many projects to take that cue and for the better. I don't consider copying bad, uh, especially when it's a good model. It's the right thing to do. And hats off to the monkeys. The uh, the volume on these projects, the three board ape, mutant ape, and uh, the board ape kennel club has been unreal <laughs> this weekend Nuts. too. Right, like it's just yeah. I'm looking at them and and for you know floors of three, four, five ETH or you know six ETH now that the um, mutants are up to six point three as I'm looking at it and and seeing volumes of like a couple you know, probably six, seven, eight, ten 10 sales an hour. Like that's pretty, pretty impressive. And even board apes, I mean, like just, it looks like there's gotta be 
50, 60 in the last day, maybe, maybe even more. So yeah, dogs, dogs may be your last uh, cheap entry into that club. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but some people say there's an Easter egg referring to the dogs in the 2.0 roadmap they released. So if you have to FOMO into apes and you can't afford a mutant, the kennels may be your last bet. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually, we had a pretty interesting discussion, um, in our pre-show about this. Now, I don't even think we had originally intended to talk about this, but, uh, one of the things that I said and think, and this might sound like blasphemy to some people is that I, I, you know, honestly, I think that, uh, apes might actually flip crypto punks. Dare I say it? It's, it's hard for me to say, and I think it's going to take a few years to pan out as you got to wash out the people that paid 200 bucks for an ape. And that's not, you know, that's not to be mean, but as these things get to a million dollars, if you don't have a million dollars, it's a little ridiculous to hold that membership pass. And I think very, very few who minted it uh, originally are going to be holding by that point. And I suppose it's possible. I mean, Larva Labs has completely ignored their community and really dropped the ball as we ramp into the metaverse. Their big metaverse play, Mebits, which was released to huge fanfare. We're talking about a 20K collection. Hmm, 20K, that's interesting. Launching and immediately going to a 6E floor. All right. I mean, that is crazy. And they had a real potential to be the mainstay in the metaverse. And Kongs just ate their lunch. I mean, it is no longer the vanity play to have a crypto punk and a me bit. It's a crypto punk and a Kong. And the Kong is what you use in the metaverse. So Larva Labs is dropping the ball here. And while punks, I don't think, are ever in danger of quote unquote crashing. No, I'm not really only, saying that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I feel you. They're just they're living completely on their OG status and their history right now. There's there's no there's no obvious utility coming from Larva Labs. Now that said, having a punk in your profile is instant utility in life and in the metaverse. As we know, a punk in a project or running a project gives it instant credibility. And I don't think that's going away. But Larva Labs has not evolved with the industry. And a lot of original punk holders are pretty unhappy because they really had the chance to own the entire mindshare. Uh in this in this nft space yeah you know like when i when i say flip um punks i mean just almost as the the culturally relevant force in the nft space um you know one of the one of the main themes about uh nft nyc is that the apes were everywhere like there was ape merch, there was the yacht party. Um, like it was like you were part of this club and everybody was doing stuff with the apes and this was this and that. And like people are like, Yeah, I saw a couple crypto punk twin uh twins, um <laughs> pins. <laughs> and uh, you know, it just it didn't feel like there was a presence there. And I, th- I think as we look as, at the um, the movement that the NFT is and and it, or the movement that the NFT has in the in the culturally relevant space, um, Bored Apes really does seem to be leading the pack and they just keep rolling. And like, again, CryptoPunks, I don't think are ever not going to be valuable. I think they're you know, they might actually always be more expensive than Bored Apes. But, you know, Bored Apes just seems to be like the de facto NFT brand at this point. 
Uh, CryptoPunks are the Bitcoin of NFTs. They do nothing. They hold their value and they give you some status. But board apes are the Ethereum. Great. Actually, great analogy, because, uh, you know, Bitcoin is number one. And, you know, personally, I always do believe it will be number one. But in, in this world right now, Ethereum is like the play. Everybody's using it. Everybody's interacting with it. And, you know, board apes sitting on top of that definitely isn't hurting it either. So. Uh, yeah, really interesting discussion um, to to kind of have, and I'm sure we'll be doing it again as that's you know that race kind of continues, and it seems to be a race at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It's heat. It's neck and neck. Well, not quite, but those board apes are catching fast. So yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, with all of that in mind, actually, some great news as well. OpenSea actually doubled its um, volume in the last uh, little bit. So yesterday was the highest trading volume day on OpenSea in the last four weeks since I think October 15th, uh, $105 million in volume. So a hugely bullish sign. Uh, definitely look for that to continue to increase. You know, maybe it is just a little bit of a bull trap, but uh, for the time being, it definitely feels exciting. Yeah, bull, bull market and bear market is the wrong way to frame what's going on. We don't know how long these peaks and troughs are going to last, but there's an obvious uptick in volume. The people buying these things yesterday are not flippers. I think these whales are extremely intelligent. They sat back for a really long time. They went out partying at NFT NYC. They said, let these traders flounder. Let them panic. Okay, let's get them e-liquidated. And it worked really damn well because they came in yesterday and bought up everything on sale. And if you didn't delist, you got caught up in the sweep and now may miss the next leg up. So, yeah, our um, our Moon Lounge whale watching bot was just going nuts. Uh, It is a little bit on the fritz, I should say, too, for anyone new looking at it. It it is like triple or quadruple reporting some buys. Uh, They still are legitimate, but it might be a a little more bonkers than it actually is. Um, But, you know, like some of some of the names that just went ham this weekend are, uh, you know, the biggest names in the space. Gary V started minting and buying a whole bunch of shit this weekend. Um, Sneaky just like absolutely went crazy with the broom on the gate floor. Uh, eight 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 was loading up on dead fellas. Psyduck was buying shitloads of cool cats. Monkey verse was getting bought up by everybody. Not a whale went crazy on that one. Um, seeing the activity on the uh, secondary market for, for these whales again, I mean, a lot of the volume that we saw on OpenSea was actually probably them, but, uh, again, like they're back and, uh, NFTs are back with it for, for now, at least. All right. So we're going to move on from there. Speaking of a bull market, Alpha Mint members last night went uh, absolutely ham on the uh, Poodles uh, project. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see that or even if you bought any of them, but um, I know Maz was up all night uh, rocking the the Poodle profile and uh, buying those, minting those. It was a free mint. It was dropped in the DGen Dojo, and uh, I, I don't know if it was boredom, if uh, everybody wanted to stick it to the Doodles brand. Um, but yeah, that that was kind of the the talk of the town in Alpha Mint last night. Were you able to uh, to get in on that at all? Oh, I actually, sorry, I didn't even realize. I got to invite him up. Technical difficulties. Oh my god, I was talking. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry about that. I got reset there. No problem. Uh, I think the first thing we saw coming out of the really depressed period was Mint starting to sell out. You know, we hadn't seen the secondary volume, especially in projects that already existed, but we saw Mint starting to sell out. And then as secondary volume came back in a big way last night, there were some really successful mints. Uh, we have a bunch of... Now, the Poodles was a free mint, uh, and a lot of our Alpha Mint members got into that. But I think the real story yesterday were these little bored apes, which I think probably benefited from the general uh, uptick in all, all things ape-related. But shout out to Rajesh with the insane alpha who posted it two days ago when it was a free mint. The first 200 were free, and he posted it again during the mint. And I believe we're sitting at a 0.4 floor this morning from a 0.02 mint. So shout out to Rajesh for that just insane 20x alpha overnight. For the, which one are you referring to? The little baby, the little baby ape club. Little, the little baby ape club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say poodles um, floor not holding itself that well as I talked about, but again, it was a free mint, so I think everyone was just having a lot of fun with that. Um, but yeah, the little baby ape club was. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, it's a ape derivative, and we've talked a lot about apes today. But uh, yeah, five k mint. It was point zero two. <laughs> Really pisses me off that their website's uh, mint counter isn't working, even though they've minted out. But I guess I don't really care. I'm just doing the old man, like, get off my lawn type thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that was a huge piece of alpha. And uh, a couple of members were able to capitalize on that really well. So you always love to see that. And Rajesh has just been um, been killing it on some of the alpha lately. A so. gold a gold baby ape sold for seven E last night. And there was another five E sale as well. I think for a laser eyes or something similar. So, uh, wow. Uh, that, you know, you usually don't see sales that big and a project that's going to die anytime soon. So very, very good call there. Rajesh turn those profits into be now. Yeah, speaking of begons, we're going to talk about begons for the next two hours. So uh, <laughs> grab your. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know. Pull up a chair, Rajesh. Oh my God, we're almost at that thirty live listeners mark, and I think that means that uh, Lucas is going to go buy a punk once we hit that. I'm pretty sure he said that. <laughs> yep, he so. committed to it. His first big purchase since the helicopter accident, <laughs> where he sadly lost his treasure and his ledger. Um, <sighs> But yeah, so uh, little a- little baby ape club. You know, it's it's hard to see where these um, the derivatives are actually going to land. But the volume on that has been pretty astounding. Lots of purchases. I see some verified accounts buying them. Like, I, there's got to be 60, 70, 80 in the last hour. But you know, the floor has held firm. Like you said, there's some big purchases. You know, derivatives tend to be pretty hit or miss, and when they miss, they miss miss hard. Uh, but I guess with the you know the hype and the the board ape community just being in proximity to something that looks like it, even though they're not affiliated with it, with it at all, might might just have some value. So definitely a project to, hey, to take, keep your eye on. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. They look better than apes. Whoa! They look better than the big ones. Why? Because they have more negative space on the background. Uh, they're cute, man. No, yeah, they, yeah, they actually. You are can cute. never bet against cute. 
they are they are cute. They look good. They're pretty clean. Um, and obviously yeah. right on brand with the bored apes, even though and normies again, are normies are going to have no idea. They're just going to be like, oh, you have something from the apes. Yeah. Another one that we'll quickly touch on, because I actually don't know much that, that much about it, but uh, came out of nowhere um, on Friday was the corruptions. Um, that one minted out in a hurry. It's a kind of like text uh, JPEG looking stuff, but uh, it shot up to like a 0.8 floor for a while. And, you know, almost 2000 ETH in volume over the weekend. So uh, it, it just says experimental art, no roadmap and absolutely no promises. <laughs> Definitely doesn't sound like loot or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> see where that goes. This is a project that is after my heart. I am not a fan of roadmaps, especially early on, because I think uh, it puts too much and it puts too much hope in the minds of your uh, members that things are going to happen on a timeline, which is very hard to keep up with when life gets in the way. So I like that. Yeah. No we, roadmap. We've Good. talked about that a few times. Definitely. I would rather have no expectations than um, expectations I know you can't meet. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely been on the same page about the roadmaps on projects when we're looking at it. So. Uh, you know, we'll, we've got a couple of other small little topics that we can lead into before kind of the final one that's going to be the the big news of the week. But uh, see my cats for anybody that's uh, still involved in that and still holding that. Um, that was a project that was an anonymized derivative. Uh, it had some burn. They look good. They're simple little pixel art. You know, you burned them. You got to re-roll them. You got to stake them for for Mies, which is their token, kind of like Cheath for um, anonymized. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun while it was going on. Gas was pretty reasonable at the time. We were doing a lot of flipping. And I think at one point they reached almost a point nine floor. Uh, you know, we we all got in on them in the mint and that was seemed like a giant win. But I think we almost got a little bit too diamond handed looking for them to actually be the next anonymized. Uh, and they have been through tough times. Now, they had a project that they were planning on doing with the zombies where you would be able to buy a graveyard and dig some zombie cats out. And the zombie cats were like part of, um, you know, some of the cats that had been burned. So for every cat that was burned, there was going to be a zombie available. All sounded really good. It seemed like the timing was going to be great for them to launch around mid-October. And then they just couldn't pull the trigger. And then gas got out of control. They were planning on launching by Halloween. So you're thinking, okay, like the floor is dropping. The value of these things are going to nil. Uh, they're losing their hype and maybe it'll come back on Halloween with zombies. And then once again, they did not pull the trigger. So, you know, two weeks after that, now the contract has been deployed. If you are still holding them, maybe it's something you want to partake in. I think I'm going to. But for me, this really is just like uh, it's time to see if this project is dead or not. And I hope it isn't, obviously, because I know we are both holding bags and including a uh, pretty magenta boy that we went halvesies on. But um, yeah, what's, what's your take? What do you think? Yeah, very well-conceived project. I actually like the art better than mice, which is not very important in these type of things. But this, I really think, is just a result of devs losing interest because it's not paying them anything, right? Like if, when you put a 0% royalty on your project to try to signal to people that you're devoted and you're not trying to take people's money and you're trying to make all you're doing is making it appealing for traders who are going to dump and not hold anyway right it's it's really just not 
the it's not the best practice and you're not doing anyone any favors by not making any money. I mean, money is the great motivator for a lot of these projects, regardless of what the devs say. And I hope it comes back, but I won't be surprised if it doesn't, mainly because the devs really dropped the ball. Now, they definitely would not have had a good time launching into the atmosphere the last six weeks. I don't think it would have been some big revival just because they launched. I do think the timing for them was horrendous and it's not their fault. Like they just marched headfirst into like high gas and NFT bear market. But like, yeah, I I actually am starting to think that 0% royalty is um, a a red flag. Like it seems like a great idea. Like it could trade these. They're not going to be taking a cut, but I don't know. I can't, I can you think of any projects that take zero royalties that have just like done really well? Like you need to actually keep these things going. You need to be able to pay people or yourself to dedicate the time to, to work on these projects, manage the community, manage the product. Um, Unless it's just like one of those, like, here's a quick, like, you know, 100 piece generative art that I did. I'm just going to throw it out there and whatever happens, happens. But even then, like, just take your money. Everybody is used to paying it. OpenSea charges you two and a half percent. Why the fuck shouldn't you get your two and a half percent, too? Yeah, it it doesn't do anybody any favors. So, you know, give yourself some motivation to stay active in your project and the people who own it will appreciate that. 100%. Hundred percent. So yeah, look for that to come uh, come about in the next maybe day or two. And you know, if you have them and you're participating, and if you're not participating, maybe hopefully look for a uh, a good exit point on them as well. Like I said, their floor was up to point nine at one point, and some of the more rares. I mean, they weren't super rare, but some of the more rares are easily going for over an ETH. Um, I had a couple that I, I could have taken that for and decided not to. Again, maybe being a little too diamond handed, but. Um, yeah, so let's move on. Um, let's talk kaijus. I'm just going to throw this to you and let you run with it. Well, there was just a, a bit of news. You know, when kaijus initially launched, we were on a contract that that wouldn't allow them to upgrade and do certain things uh, that they wanted to do with kaijus when they had originally designed the contract, you know, things evolve and all that. So they had migrated people over to, uh, they had actually minted out already 1,800 pre-sales when they realized they had to do this contract. The hype hype on that pre-sale project was nuts. Yeah, I think it defined the model that all these pixel art projects are trying to copy now. It was, you know, quick, Quickly, it was a 500-person Discord that was a very close-knit community that one night, I don't even know how word got out, but Hologram, big shout-out in our uh, Moon Lounge, dropped the alpha, and a few of us uh, were able to get on that whitelist, and it was it's just been a force uh, since then. So they were they they minted out 1800 presale had to migrate the contract over so instead of a very messy announcement they actually turned the old nft into something called failed experiment and they put a very very cool jpeg up as the new image there and said that it would have future utility but they haven't announced it yet so we've been waiting patiently about a week or a week and a half ago they announced an announcement was coming soon and you'd be able to trade them soon. One feature about this contract that was interesting I had never seen before is that 
you were not able to trade the pre-sale NFT until they, you know, clicked a certain button and let it go live. So it was, you would have these situations where people were kind of stink bidding, you know, 10E on something that was worth 1E because they knew the bid couldn't be accepted. People were speculating it was troll bids just to mess with people. But that was these things, we had had them and we couldn't trade them. They were locked. People could put prices on them, but you couldn't sell them. So yesterday, they finally announced they were tradable with no information yet as to what they do. Um, but now that they're tradable, there are rumors within the uh, Discord that it's going to allow you to create a mutant baby. So if you don't know, two kaijus and the token that they give you can create babies. So if you look at the kaiju floor right now, it says it's 1.3, which is a little deceptive because people are making these babies with two kaijus. And dumping them on the floor. A Genesis Kaiju. Yeah, if you go in really quickly and you're looking at OpenSea, like if you go into properties and uh, you look for the origin, the babies are the ones that all tend to have those lower floors. Another one of those reasons why uh, looking on WGMI can be a little bit deceptive. Uh, The floor on Kaiju has actually gone up, which I think you were probably just about to say. Um, but because these babies are being made and put on to the market, uh, the floor does look depressed because they are part of the same project. Yeah, they they didn't distinguish. They didn't make two collections for the babies, just like Kong's, how they're mixed in with the Genesis. So the floor on Genesis actually went from 2.8 to 4.1 yesterday, basically getting a bid along with everything else. You know, we talked about it a lot over the last few weeks about how watch the projects that could hold the floor or even see a slight bump. During that pullback, those are the ones that are going to lead us out of it. And that's exactly what happened. Creature World, uh, Kaijus, Bored Apes, all these things that held their floors pretty well were able to lead us out of it. So now that the failed experiment NFTs are able to trade, they're sitting at a floor of about 0.63. So you're able to make conventional babies with two Kaijus and 750 R-Waste, which is their token. They're now speculating that one kaiju and one failed experiment. Yesterday, they thought it was two. Now we're hearing just one kaiju and one failed experiment will allow you to make a mutant baby. So this is really interesting. They'll obviously have a distinguishable look compared to the normal babies. And where there will eventually be 6,666 kaiju babies, there will only be about 1,800 of these mutants. So they will have a lower supply than the babies. The babies are selling at about 1.3 right now, which we can expect to continue to go down as more are minted until the Genesis collection starts to get back up to those old highs when it'll drag everything underneath with it. But that was some exciting stuff in the Kaiju project. Just really uh, a masterclass in what to do if you have to do a contract migration versus an example of someone like Orcs, who we love, We love orcs, but they had one of the messier contract migrations I've ever seen, whereas Kaiju really not only did it smoothly, but was able to provide now just even more value to their holders. Yeah, you know, as as somebody that doesn't actually hold any Kaijus, I I think I barely missed out on getting into the pre-sale. Bit of a bummer, obviously, financially would have been a huge (laughs) win. But uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I think I'd be in the same boat as you and still holding these. As far as pixel art goes, 
they are uh they are amazing like it's it is simple it's not the most detailed stuff that you see but like i look at some of the the rarity traits and we discussed this a little bit earlier that the kind of the downside about them is that the more plain ones is uh the the more plain ones do kind of mesh together but you get some of the the rare rarer traits oh my god i'm stumbling here um (laughs) And and they really do pop. Some of the glasses, some of the hats, the uh, the chain is one of like my favorite little tidbits of pixel art, right? Like that little yeah. little yellow strip is just like so beautifully detailed. Like these are actually quality projects. Again, like would like to see a little bit more variance. Some of the backgrounds are pretty bland, um, but uh, yeah, a great project and uh, you know something that I, I don't think is going to go anywhere. And the Discord is just like rabid tight knit community yeah i love that discord i spend a lot of time in the yes, alpha do. channel <laughs> i <laughs> i think these guys are young kongs uh in the making and that floor was just really impressively held and you know i i agree i think the commons are quite underwhelming I, we you know a few of us minted them i think three of us got commons but somebody in our am room flying kiwi got one of the grail rare well i wouldn't say grail rares it wasn't a legendary but one of the ones i coveted the cameron kaiju which has the famous pink cameron hoodie on uh what a great oh, great pull one. he got Ooh, man we'll it, it is gorgeous yeah. yeah go find it they're really sick i think there's only three in the collection if i remember uh with the cameron hoodie Really beautiful, but yeah, the commons are a little underwhelming, but man, those those rares and even just the less common commons make up for it. I love that project. The artist, uh, I believe the name is pronounced Bell, but it's pronounced, uh, it's spelled 3-E-L-L, which I think is said as Bell, but he is incredible. Uh, Dots, the head dev there, is an all-star and, you know, big shout out to all my kings. Oh, I just found the the trait. Oh, yeah, cool. That's pretty sick. Nice. Yeah, I love them. All right. Um, and so I guess enough about kaiju. Obviously, lots going on in that world, and we'll uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on them. Some exciting things on the horizon. But obviously, the the big news of the week and the kind of the the looming storm cloud that we've been talking about for the last little bit is the Clonex drop. We did get a date that we announced. Uh, well, we didn't announce it. We reiterated it on the show. Uh, you like to believe that you announced it, but um, yes. So on the 18th, which is the Thursday this week, uh, the presale is kicking off for the Clone X project. This is the big one. This is, uh, you know, the 20K super hype drop that everybody has been looking at. Everybody's been waiting for and is definitely going to be uh, an indicator of where the NFT market goes from here. Pretty encouraging that we're actually seeing some some volume leading into this too, and you got to be pretty pumped about that. This is so perfect. I don't even mean it's perfect that it it guarantees that Clonex is going to work out, but it's going to show whether this was a dead cat bounce or the beginning of something new. Because True. if yeah. Clonex, you know, if Clonex goes well, I do expect those good time feelings to carry on into the next few weeks and ideally into the Christmas and the New Year, but what if what if it really it's the peak of just this little dead cat bounce we saw and it's really hyped everyone goes into it the pre-sale sells out 6e 
before the reveal and then the reveal is, you know, I don't want to predict it, but it, it is a perfect, perfect bellwether for this, this bounce we're seeing. Let's see if this volume is legit. I think it is. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to pull a Takashi Murakami drip. Those are going to be the super rares. Uh, man, I understood really some of those words. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, honestly, like one of the one of the thesis that we have is that 3D doesn't typically play well, uh, at least not right now. It's not in the meta. Uh, this could be something that changes that. I don't know. I'm holding some yeah, Gvols I- that might uh, benefit very well from a 3D run here. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think that. This is, you know, Jimmy Fallon is a great sign because for these to be successful, we know that right now the NFT space is focused on pixel art and different things than than what Clonex is launching. But when normies look at 3D art, it tends to grab them. These are going to be luxury accessories like a handbag. After all, Takashi Murakami is contracted by Louis Vuitton make some of the nicest luggage I've ever seen. And I do expect that to translate into his NFTs as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Um, for those of you that are, haven't been following it or don't know, there is the pre-sale that's going on on the 18th. That'll be a 0.05 mint for, I think it's 10,000 <laughs> 10, people or uh, 10,000 mints, sorry. Uh, 3,300 of us, I believe. Right, okay. And that's based on um, holding the FUO uh shoes that you have but um, and the, and any official any official artifact nft there is a list in their discord and gotcha. i'm sure dylan can give you some customer service if necessary as well yeah our, our very own uh dj dj tropics here in in the uh, alpha mint is a mod over there too and he is looking forward to this drop for sure um, talk about someone on the uptick let's yes. go dylan yeah he's killing it um Big, big win for those people that are able to pre-mint this, though, because um, you have a couple of options and uh, we're going to dissect this after the fact. But the fuels are, are they still at a 15 E floor? The shoes are 13 and the bonus item that came with the shoes is 12.5 or the shoes are 14. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. there's going to be a snapshot at some point of the holders of these. They're going to be able to mint for 0.05 uh, of the Clonex, um, the other half of the Clonex drop is doing a Dutch auction. That is, have they confirmed it's starting at three ETH? I don't, I don't know if it's confirmed that they're starting at three. All they said is that a Dutch auction will start between three and one. Gotcha. Okay. So it'll be yeah, it'll be very different. interesting to see where they mint out at. You got to believe that that's going to set the floor for this project, at least for the short term trading aspect of it. So if you're able to mint in the pre-sale, you're probably looking at a nice little profit. Now it starts to get a little bit tricky, and there's some game theory involved. Is you know should you have just taken the 13 or 15 e for the fuos instead of that? That's where it remains to be seen. If this drop is anything like Mecca, the answer is no. You take your Clonex and you either sell them pre-reveal or you hold them and, you know, you either believe in the project long term or you hope to pull one of those rares and hopefully get a, you know, 50 sell. Uh, The alternative is that maybe the hype doesn't kind of pan out. The uh, maybe there's some issues with the drop. 
maybe 20,000 is just too high of a supply. I don't think so for this project. But uh, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of what ifs and what could have beens for people. It's going to be a lot of fun to at least even just talk about. I have no skin in the game. You do. It's going to be a great conversation uh, next week. I'd, I'd say the good news is that there's going to be 48 hours before reveal. So you can feel pretty good about hold, you know. The reason these have a premium right now is the speculation on what these should be worth. Before they reveal, that speculation should remain. So I think minting them is not a tough decision. You should at least still have that value and a decision to make for 48 hours after you've minted them for 0.05. But like you said, that is it is going to be interesting to see whether it is positive EV afterwards or not. I mean, I paid 1.2 for the shoes. All the things they've given me now are worth close to 30e including the physicals and all that stuff and you know artifact is very smart i expect them to give even if it's not announced beforehand which i wish they would do because it seems like a very big brain move to help maintain the value of these nfts that have a huge even if they only fell 50% they'd be 7x where they were before this premium was built into them but i expect them to have future future utility as well the rumor is that fiwo specific because there are other artifact nfts that are not but the fiwo specific artifact nfts will be mint passes for his pfp project which should be coming out next year uh that's only a rumor for now but they are coming those rumors are coming from the right people so yeah lots to look forward to and again this is a, a market mover and a market leader so uh i i think with things being on the uptick we can feel pretty good about it it does it does feel like there's a shift from last week where it's like, ooh, you know, let's let's wait and see how this goes and maybe it'll do something. Uh, but with the excitement back in the NFT space, the whales getting active, Fallon buying a board ape, it feels like um <laughs> they might have just fallen ass backwards into like perfect timing. So who knows? <laughs> it almost it almost seems choreographed, doesn't, doesn't I, it? I mean like they called all their whale friends and said it's uh, time. Yeah, <laughs> go, go go sweep the gate floor. I don't know. <laughs> go sweep gate. Yeah. <laughs> Do us a solid and sweep every other project, please. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, crazier things they have are. happened. They have the connects. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. On that note, uh, at the end of every show, we've got a lot of new listen listeners in here. So at the end of every show, uh, we typically go for about 30, 40 minutes. And then we open up the mics to an open mic session. Um, we bring people up to talk about things they're looking at, ask us questions about what's going on in the NFT space. If we don't know the answers, it's always great for us to take a quick note and maybe jot it down. If we find something interesting, we'll look into it and do it on the next show. Um, you know, we've got some, some resident guests that always pop up here. But with some new faces, hopefully we'll see some of you up here as well. Um, and I, no, we have never heard of Star Wolf. <laughs> Actually, like just really quickly want to touch on that. Like, you know, especially for people that have found their way through like the Star Wolf Twitter and whatnot. It is important to note that like. Uh, all of the team that is part of Star Wolves is part of Alpha Mint. We are all in the Moon Lounge and all very active in here. Uh, it's kind of where we all cut our teeth, started learning together and uh, connected that and BitClout, the BitClout days. Um, so, you know, is Alpha Mint officially related to to Star Wolves? No, there's there's not been any like serious discussion about that. But um, if you're looking for proximity to the project, you're not in an awful space. I, I will just say that. Correct. 
So um, on that note, I know um, we'll bring Seb up, uh, the newest member of the Moon Lounge. He can come up and say hi. And also, I was talking to Charles last night. I think he wanted to come and have a quick discussion with us as well. So if you want to raise your hand, I will invite you to speak after if you can. And if not, we can uh, we can do it again or even in the, the chat. So, Seb, what's going on, man? What's good? What's good? How are we doing? We're doing great, man. How about you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very well. So yeah, I've just discovered the group um, and it looks really good. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So Thank you, man. Happy to have you. tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself if you want to. Um, obviously, you don't have to go into specific details, but like, you know, where are you from? Where, how long you've been in NFTs for? Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, not long at all. So basically I got really lucky uh, with Kaiju. Yeah. Um, managed to uh, get in the the little group that got created there for the discord and there was the minting error where people can mint too. Um, so you got really, nice. really into that. Wow. Um, and then sold them. And then with that money, we drew a lot for house deposit, etc. But, um, huge win, honestly, like <laughs> no, exactly. we, Amazing, we deal with a Amazing. lot of like one ETH is one ETH. And we, we, we were looking to stack it, but, uh, it's important to remember that some of these amounts, even just selling a couple of Kaijus can be like literal life-changing money. So it's great to <laughs> exactly. see that people are actually taking advantage of that too. So amazing for you, man. For sure, for sure. And then since then, I've been trying to obviously kept a little bit of ETH and then I've been trying to build that back up and see where we can go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just recent projects. I've been getting a few here and there, um, but hoping that after joining you guys, I can maybe um, learn a bit more. Yeah. And be a bit closer to some alphas, etc. Yeah, well, obviously we've had, like, as we talked about earlier in the show, had some big wins in the past and even just recently with uh, little uh, little baby apes. But um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we're super strong with is um, finding white lists to get on early, get on quick, communicating and collaborating on how to do that fast. And uh, we're also pretty good at weeding out the shit, if I'm being honest with you. Like, we kind of have this hive mind of like, you know, a couple people say nay and everyone's like, ah, yeah, they're probably right. Uh I, there, yeah. there have definitely been misses, but not not as many as the big wins. For sure. sure, for sure. Um, so the question I had actually, and the reason I uh, put my hand up um, is to see if you guys have an opinion on. So recently, obviously, the last couple of days, ETH has come back uh, quite well. Yeah, and you've, all the blue chips are doing quite well again. Um, so for the last two weeks, maybe Sol Minton has been tragic, horrible, and just completely bricked. Every everything they mint, even if it's good projects, are rust bots. Like two days ago looked a really good project on the outset, had good influences, et cetera, um, and just bricks immediately. Um, is there anything, uh, now ETH is coming back, do you think that Sol Minton might come back or is it still going to be the horrible place? <laughs> so, <laughs> <Where> nobody- <laughs> yeah, you know what? We, we, aren't, um, we aren't big bulls on Sol, uh, but it, it's obviously come so far and the, the price has increased to the point where we can't really ignore it. Um, the ETH, network in the ETH NFT eco space. That was a mouthful. Um, it's, it's so robust and so deep that it's, it's almost hard to even just take your eyes off that for fear of missing anything. Um, so it's typically where we lie our focus on, but yeah, I do think that, uh, a little bit more, um, research into Sol projects warrants some, some discussion for sure. Um, and we always allow people like we encourage people to share alpha in any, any NFT project. There were some even Bitcoin NFTs floating around in the DGen dojo earlier uh, this month. So uh, free market, you, what's your opinion on it? What do you think about Sol? Is it coming back? Yours is probably going to be stronger I, it, than mine. 
<laughs> no, I, I sure it seems to have staying power. I think the most interesting project on there is Star Atlas. Uh, I always I forget that's a solve know, project. Yeah, that one looks fucking dope. Right. I wouldn't. I guess my only because I don't trade soul. I don't own any, and I've never minted an NFT there. I think my only advice is don't buy a project that copies something on Ethereum. Um, what were what were those? The original Soul project. What were they called? Those little monkeys. They're cute. They're they're like eight bit pixelated little monkeys. They almost look like the little bored apes or whatever. They're a twenty four px or something. I don't like remember that. actually. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were um, uh, yes, yeah, SBMs, isn't it? SMBs. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. 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 So yes, that was them. SMBs. They're cute. They're good. They're original. Um, if you're going to dabble in soul, I would just focus on projects like that or gaming because mm. for me to get on board with soul long term, I really want to see them carve out a niche. I think just trying to copy what the other L1s or what Ethereum does is not the play. I think it's I think the the L1s that remain successful are the ones that have carved out very specific niches and do them better than any of the other chains do for sure it's just full of copycat projects isn't it at the moment it's i mean 99 percent, but you know honestly 99 percent of the projects on ether junk it's just i think it's easier to spot the junk on solana since most of them are copies currently like tezos it's a great alternative l1 where artists actually put original stuff there like there's stuff on tezos you're not going to see on any other chain by artists who tend to want a more environmentally conscious chain, wh- whatever your opinion is on that, I think Hisen has a lot more interesting stuff than uh, Solana currently. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got work call in five minutes. I'll have to leave you go. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for showing up and uh, and and thanks for joining with us too. Actually, man, it's exciting to have you here, and it's always great to see some new faces. So, uh, look forward to uh, further further engagement. For sure, for sure. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Have a great day at work, man. Thank you. All right. I'm going to bring uh, Charles up, and then I've got Cass, who's another new member, uh, set to go as well. So, Charles, you can join the stage whenever you're comfortable. Also, just really quickly, while Char- Charles jumping up on stage, uh, I did notice that there is um, an art blocks curated drop today. I didn't didn't even see that. Did you? No, I didn't because I think the one area is that what I'm seeing on the NFT did- calendar. Yeah, the fifteenth. Yeah, I better. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I think the one area that still has not even remotely begun to climb out of its hole is generative art. Art blocks took another huge leg lower. This weekend, as the PFP trend, you know, firmly makes itself known that it is here, it is now, and Gen Art will be continuing to take a back seat for the time being. Yeah, Curated is one of those ones that always seem to do well, though. I mean, it's got the Dutch auction. They typically sell out pretty high and then do do well good in the flip. secondary. Yeah, yeah. Always, yeah, certainly always a good, good flip. flip. If you're willing to participate in a Dutch auction, that can get a little, uh, little dicey. <laughs> So that will probably run you three. Yeah. Not uh, cheap. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Charles, what's going on? You dropped a question in the, uh, the chat last night, but if you want to, uh, relay it again, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Sweet. What's up guys. So what's up? I, uh, I guess I've been, you know, chilling on DSO, stacking some DSO, but I've been really wanting to get into the, like, what? 
No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway, but so I start. I wanted to like start getting to like you know the ETH space. So I I, I was just asking like you know like what's a good starting point to start at like say if I wanted to like OTC into some ETH like like what do you guys think is like a good base to start at? Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough call. It all depends on what your risk tolerance is. Uh, you're a pretty young guy, so you got some time to bounce back if you ever uh, make some mistakes, but. Um, I, I think depending on what your, your, your game plan is, like if you're planning on getting in on some mints and it seems like it might be a good time to actually start doing that. Um, I think like starting with like 0.5, if you're comfortable with that number could be, could be pretty good. 0.2, 0.5. If you're pretty conservative, typically when people are looking to, uh, to build a stack through minting, the goal is to, to get in, um, watch the volume of the mint and, and make sure that it's actually a project that's going to mint out. And then um, I would I like personally would start with like maybe minting about three of them and then watching the secondary. Right. And then my goal would be to flip one or two of them, depending on how quickly the floor starts shooting up for um, to to break even or or a slight profit on the entire mint plus gas. Don't ever forget to include gas in your cost basis, because I think a lot of people forget to do that and. It's it, it eats away at your stack. So always remember that gas is part of your cost basis. Try and sell one or two of them to break even on the entire purchase. And then you can you have a choice of whether or not you want to hold the other one for a long term. If you think it's a project that's going to be good or you can just sell that other one for uh, for pure profit. And then, then you can kind of build your stack, take some out of your trading stack, too, and, and start to stack it on the side. Right. And and don't um, don't just keep doubling down, doubling down, doubling down because your risk of ruin will be very high. Uh, but, yeah, just start slowly plugging away. And and if you're pretty successful at that, you know, you're going to have some bad mints. You're going to have some flops. Uh, so don't overcommit. But, um, it, you know, if you're successful at it and then your stack grows, then you start to mint five. Then you start to mint six. And, you know, maybe you can sell two or three to break even. And then you can hold two and then sell one for profit and then hold one for a long term. Right. Um, some of the huge, huge, huge outsized returns are the people that held CryptoPunks for God knows how long are the ones that held board apes for all that time, you know, last six, seven, eight, nine months. Right. Um, but if you're working with low liquidity, you don't really have that luxury. So that's typically where I try and get to. Right. Like. Galactic Apes was a great one for me. You know, I minted four of them. I was able to sell one of them to break even on my entire purchase. I sold another one and I could have held a lot longer and made a lot more. But based on where I was with my liquidity, like I felt really good about one breaking even. So I'm free rolling on the rest of them Two, taking a little bit of profit out. And now I'm holding two and I've watched it go from, you know, 0.8 floor to 2.8 floor back down to 0.9 floor. And the long and short of it is I don't really feel any regret about any of it. So that's my kind of take on it and how you can build a stack free market. I you You have definitely a different style than I do. What would you say? I, I guess the easy answer is put the most on there that you're willing to lose. Uh, and I don't just mean that in the responsibility sense. I think that having as much ETH there as possible is a good idea. And then like, there's two basic strategies. There's minting and buying on the secondary. Buying on the secondary is going to require a lot more capital and a lot more analysis. Minting is almost quick draw stuff. Sit in the moon lounge. You wait for a mint. We do quick analysis for maybe five minutes or less. And then you run in and try to mint. 
And it's a volume game. You try to mint a bunch and then sell them into that volume. Uh, but buying on the secondary is also fun and profitable. So I'd put as much as you are comfortable losing, whether that's point three, point five, or 1, and the uh, mods and experts in the Moon Lounge can certainly guide you based on what your liquidity is. I mean, your, your strategy is going to constantly evolve as your liquidity uh, goes up. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, great point as well. It's, you know, I, I would never put like 100% of your investment. Like, you know, if you've, if you've managed to make, say, five ETH in DSO, um, and you're still bullish on that pl- platform, like don't don't take it all off just to jump into NFTs, looking to flip back into DSO or, you know, some some, you know, multi-step parlay or a- anything like that. But yeah, just take a piece of it out and then just look to build it. Be responsible. I mean, the best people that are, you know, a lot of them in the moon lounge, like discipline is probably the biggest word that comes to mind with people that are very, very successful, right? Um, You got to kind of cut your teeth and there's going to be missteps that you make. Uh, Lord knows I've had my fair share of them. Um, And as long as you can kind of step back and and be a little bit self-reflective and say, yeah, I I kind of, I I fucked up there. Um, You'll be, you'll be all right. You're going to have to go through those learning curves to, uh, to figure it out. Um, there are going to be, there, there is going to be some pain, but, uh, yeah, I think if you, you follow the lessons and, and the game plan that a lot of people show, uh, you'll be good. Trading is a journey of self. No style is right. Find your strengths and lean into it. Yeah. And actually drip cult, um, mentioned in the AM show chat. And I, I, I meant to say it in that kind of rant that I went on earlier, but yeah, whitelist minting, getting in on the whitelist so that you can avoid gas wars and keep your cost basis low. Um, guarantee yourself a mint. Like that's, that's going to be huge for you too. Uh, a lot of us get in on five, six, seven, eight white lists. And then, um, you know, depending on where the market is, you get to mint all of them or your, your choosing of them. But uh, white lists are huge. And that's actually something that the uh, Moon Lounge is, is pretty incredible at. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's cool. That actually answers some of my questions. Thanks. Guys. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. And of course, like if you want to keep that conversation going, either in DMs or like the general chat or the DGen Dojo, like there's there's going to be a lot of really knowledgeable people that will definitely give you their two cents, whether or not you agree with it. So um, I'm going to invite Cass up on there. Thanks, Charles, for jumping up with us. Um, if anybody else wants to come up and talk, just uh, just raise your hand up. We'll get you on next. We will probably be wrapping the show up shortly thereafter. But, uh, but yeah, so Cass, welcome and welcome to the um, the Moon Lounge. If you're talking right now, we actually can't hear you. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like you're muted. Well, you are muted now. Hmm. The joys of Discord. It's not perfect. You know what? Maybe jump off the stage and I'll reinvite you up. Sometimes that. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. You're in. Nice to meet you guys, man. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you too. Thanks for, thanks for hopping up with us. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, just, um, I didn't really have any questions as such. Um, it was just more to say hi. Um, oh. ah, hello. Um, and um, I think Cloud Cobain more or less answered 
all my questions before I even was going to ask any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Even a broken clock is right twice a day, I guess. Is that (laughs) (laughs) which I can I can appreciate? I can totally appreciate. Um, um, One thing I wanted to say though, um, in regards of keeping the suspense with the Twitter account, you guys have done phenomenal. Oh, like seriously, seriously, hats off because. Um, I'm, I tend to be in a lot of discords and people, you know, people saying the way that marketing should be and marketing should be <laughs> from, marketing should be that. And, you know, the typical corporate way that the real world actually deals with marketing. Yeah. And for you guys to have done what you've done uh, is, is just so metaverse, web free, decentralized. It is just great. <laughs> Literally, it just incorporated everything about everything about the space well, and what you've done well, with that. I appreciate that. But, I know free market and the rest of us will too, because it's been um, a labor of love. And honestly, it's been a lot of fucking fun. So there's that. I could imagine. Yeah, we, we're so pumped and we really appreciate it. I mean, we're trying to be very measured and really do it right. Like, Cobain said, this is a labor of love. This, this project means a lot to us. We closely identify with the characters we're building here, and we're so excited to share it with the world. Thank you for those kind words. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's not, no, it's not kind, dude, man. It's just telling the truth. If it was kind, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be lying to you, innit? So, <laughs> thank you. Thank that, that's where kind is. Um, yeah, no, and um, I, like I've kind of, I haven't slept yet. I've kind of done a whole 24 hour run. Nice. And um, the it's your way. Fault. let's go. To be honest, it's your fault. It's your fault. Perfect. I think when you when you guys liked it, I was like, wait a minute. I saw the profile picture. I was like, wait a minute. Like, I might. Let's start looking. Down and then the I rabbit hole we go. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, definitely. Yeah, I felt like I was a part of the Matrix, to be honest. And it was just absolutely great. Perfect. And then even when um, I think I think when I was inquiring about the um, the actual access pass. And someone was like super secret. I was like, "You fucker, man! Why? Why are you gonna make me take money out? Why? Why are you gonna make me take money out to buy this thing to find out what's going on?" So, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here, and um, it's it's an honor to meet you guys and speak to you guys, man, and everyone in this room because every, everyone in the space so far has been absolutely legendary and gentleman like. It's unreal. This is a so um, it's a it's a kick ass community, honestly. And um, you know, I'm I'm now in my first week of being full time with Alpha Mint. And um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier to have left my previous life and previous career to do so. Uh, and I think that honestly, that should should speak volumes to the type of people that are around here that I want to spend more time with them, not less, right? <laughs> No, definitely. Well, I haven't gone to sleep yet because of you guys, so you must be doing something, right? Um, Praise. Here's, here's another question. In terms of Alpha Mint, where do you see your vision with it? Because the one thing that I did notice was, like, obviously you said lifetime membership and the infinite, uh, the, the infinite sign. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just curious on where do you see the Alpha Mint going? So there's definitely a couple of directions that we want to take it. We do want to be... Uh, a very reliable and easy access hub for people that are looking to enter the NFT space. Um, there are a lot of advanced alpha groups that cost a lot more and can be a, on a yearly basis um, type subscription. Um, 
And if you go into them, they're great, but they are like focused on like maximum plus EV, like sneaking out every ounce of ETH dollar value, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, you know, we look for those big wins in the DGen Dojo and the Alpha Moon, uh, the Moon Lounge. Um, and we've had a lot of them, but this is definitely a community that's focused on learning together, finding information together and really just kind of, you know, um, working as a unit to to do so right and you know having that pass it shouldn't feel like a subscription that's always looming it does help you have a little bit of skin in the game and you know if if everybody is working together and they have that pass then you know the the value of the community becomes greater and once they sell out then you know maybe the the floor of them becomes greater too if you're looking at it like an investment um but i i would be hard pressed to find anybody that's that's bought one of these that has said it's a bad investment so far so to, to, to be fair, I mean, even listening to the, the the different ways or the different approaches that people purchase NFTs or flip NFTs or yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've, I, every time I have this conversation with someone, I always feel a bit weird because um, where most people, I kind of sell if I don't like the community. Does that sound weird? Yeah, um, yeah, sure. So I could of be, course, I could, everything. I could be in yeah, exactly. So I could be in profit, I could be in loss, but if I just if some, if if my taste doesn't feel right, I just yeah, just get rid. Um but if the community is strong and you feel welcomed, because in my head, I know it's a bit weird, but well, it might sound a bit weird, but the value is not necessarily the token that you you are using to value the product. It's the actual community which can potentially be priceless depending on the way that the community makes you feel and also the way that, you know, the support and, and education and friendship, more friendship than anything else. Sure. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I know what you mean when you say that kind of like, it sounds a little corny and I'm going to be a little bit cornball too, but like, um, honestly, like, I, knowing what I know now, I would easily pay point one ETH just to hang out and shoot the shit with all of the other people that that are doing the same thing. Um, yeah. It's it's been great. So again, I, I appreciate the kind words. Um, really quickly, I know in business is going to come up and talk for a little bit too, and we'll finish off on that. But like, just quickly tell me about yourself. Like, when did you get into oh. NFTs? Like, what what how what was your entry point? How long you been in it? Where are you from? Okay, uh, I'm from the UK, but I seem like I live on American time. Um, First NFT I purchased into was about two and a half to three months ago. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was Crypto Dads, which I thought was the ideal uh, gateway in for me at the time because I didn't know nothing about anything. Um, so they made the transition pretty easy, uh, made it easier for me to kind of start, you know, dipping my toes into other places. Um, but then I felt like I had a, I had a bit of a voice in, in, in the places I was speaking to in. So, um, it kind of progressed really quickly. Like, um, I ended up getting a mutant cat and then nice. I, yeah, yeah. I, I sold one of my dads to get, in, to get a mutant cat. Um, probably a pretty good trade then actually. Cause both, you probably took profit on the, on the, the dad and then probably made a, a decent little amount on the mutant cat too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it went too bad. I mean, I, I sold my dad for, I bought my dad at 0 0.2, sold my dad at 1.1, bought the mutant cat at 0.55. Yep. And enough staked it and kept it ever since. Um, kind of grew into that community and ended up being an alpha mutant there recently. Okay. So that's that was that was cool. Um then I kind of bought a head DAO. Nice. Then I was a 
Uh, them guys are cool, man. Like, all of them guys are so I, cool. I own a bunch of head DAOs myself. And I actually did oh. mutant cats too. I did sell them uh, a little too early, but um, I made made my profit. So I have a hard time being upset about that. But yeah, yeah, I'd have the head DAO too. Love that project. Sorry, I, I don't know if you cut out again. If you're talking, I can't hear you again. Who, me? No, I just have you on mute all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Uh, sorry, I kind of I kind of uh, bogarted the mic there for a little bit. Anything you, you had to add in any of that conversation? <clears throat> I love the JPEGs. I love that. <laughs> We're here for the JPEGs. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy to hear that dad's was two months ago. I know. I was thinking that wow. too. Like that was, I was like, oh, good. You, you're real fresh. But, uh, um, Cass, you know what? I appreciate you coming up. I hope you get a good night's rest. And we, uh, we love, love that you joined up with us. So we look forward to more conversations. So, uh, I'm going to invite in business up on the stage and we will, uh, finish it off from there. Uh, while he's coming up, I just want to say thank you to all of the new faces. This is uh, it's been really good. We've always kind of joked that um, the amount of people we have in the audience is the leading indicator of the NFT space. So uh, if that is true, things are looking up, baby. Woo! <laughs> What's going on, my man? Yo, you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Always good to check. Man, I got to figure out. I, I thought I was bad. I stayed up till four in the morning watching that run on uh, uh, on the uh, the baby apes and uh, missed the morning show. But I just just woke up and came on. Uh, got a new strategy that actually worked out late for me. I figured I would share uh, to give some some on, value to the new guys on the baby apes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I noticed. Yeah, I do a lot of wet offers, um, yep. and. Uh, one of the things I notice is when a project runs like that, especially at night out of the gate that nobody was expecting to, there's usually like a, a few hour delay until like the, the bots start pumping out the WETH offers. Um, so I just immediately started putting WETH offers out at like 0.135 and 0.2. Uh, like probably I would say at like three in the morning. Uh, I, have a I have a tool that I do that with. Um, and I actually picked up within an hour I picked, I had picked up, I went to bed, but within an hour I had picked up like two, uh, of those vapes at probably like a third of the, where the floor was at that time. Nice. Um, and, uh, I noticed that, I guess that it kind of is one of those things that you, you pick up that first round of people that just like minted and then like went to bed or didn't really think about it. We're watching the run, you know, I guess my question would be like, what kind of time limit are you putting on these? Uh, offers just because obviously that short-term volatility after a mint can can go very sharply one way or another any fear that um maybe the floor like really really rapidly dips below all yes. of your offers yeah i think so well so there's a couple of things anytime if you do if, you, if you're gonna do a bunch of weth offers you should do it in an in a weth offer specific wallet that only has enough to like have like you know, two, two offers accepted. Yeah. Great. So point. that you don't get like, you don't get like run on the bank. Cause you're yeah, never you going to have, you could always pull the weth out too, right? You could, you can pull the weth out. If you have a ton of offers and you're watching the floor and the floor goes the wrong direction. I was like, but in this case, like I was, my plan is I was making the weth offers and going to bed. So that wasn't going to be an option. Right. So I usually just, 
I, I just, we were watching it and the, the, the sales pressure. I was like, I doubt I, if it dipped, I doubt it. I mean, I was putting in this, the floor at the time was 0.4 and I was putting in, you know, 0.135s. Uh, and, a and couple I was of them running got picked for, up. Yeah. Yeah. And you like what you immediately flip after? Uh, if, I mean, I was asleep, I woke up to, oh, uh, yeah, to, 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 to like nice EV, you know? Um, Okay. So that was, it's just one of those things I've noticed on early running projects. You can, it's kind of like almost like fresh powder. If you've ever gone skiing, you know, like, um, within 12 hours, you know, the, the, the guy, everybody gets their bot, like the, the guys that are running hundreds of thousands of bot offers get out and, and get their offers out. Um, and then, you know, that first layer of paper hands that just wasn't present, that saw an email that said, Oh, cool. Point, point, uh, point one. I only, I only paid 0.03 for this. I'll take that. Uh, then those are gone, you know, but if you could be the first person to get an offer to those people on something that ran really fast, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, 90% of floor for them to think like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I will be interested to check back in with you and see if you continue to do that and how it's working out for you, because it's not, um, I mean, I don't deal a lot in West, but I definitely understand the, the validity of it. But interesting to see you actually using it on these new mints just because like, yeah, again, like those floors run up and down so quickly that if, if you're finding success in them, it's definitely worth a conversation. Yeah, that would for be sure. rare. That would be rare. Like I, it would have to be an extremely strong mint. Like that was an abnormally strong, you know, price sales activity. Yeah. Uh, well, even for, now that like, we the volume, seen. the volume on it looks great but the floor is dropping pretty quickly uh, uh i mean what is it i think it's at 0.35 right no, now it's at point point two eight right now um and just so in the in the time that we've been doing the show and we talked about it it's dropped from 0.4 to 0.26 after just re- refreshing so um i mean i got you i don't know if um if everybody knows this or if you do this but if you go on the uh the sales activity tab on OpenSea, and i'm gonna pull up my uh my browser right now to do this on the the, the stream or the recording, I guess. Um, but uh, if you click the arrow on the the on the left hand side, and you get the event type tabs there, you can do sales. You could also do listings. So typically, when I'm playing these, yeah. like I pull the listings and the sales up at the same time and get like a really rough idea of the ratio of sales to listings, right? And right now, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing like a lot of listings going on there, like probably six, seven, eight to one, maybe even more. Um, right. So that people are exiting that project really hard right now. Now, now a lot of these listings are just like somebody threw one up for point two. I don't know. Don't even know if it's rare. Not even going to bother checking. So it's not all contributing to the floor, right? But um, right, you know, once that knife starts falling, um, people, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, yeah, it's that's, huge- and that's that's one of those things which is like nice. Like you know, if you have, you've got to, if you're going to do a strategy like that, you you definitely need to leave a lot of room. Uh, you know, in this type of situation, like I'm, I'm looking at the floor and I'm still, yeah, I, I'm still probably like point set, uh, point oh seven under, like, or, or point one three under what the current floor is. Um, and you know, you never know in that case, like if, then if, if I end up breaking even because the floor tanked itself in nine hours, that's not that big, you know, I, I can live with that outcome. Sure. Um, you know, because that is the worst. That's like almost like a worst case scenario. I mean, yeah, I could go all the way and go negative, but with the with the buy pressure and some of the social media stuff, the the ape adoption and everything, like I, I just I didn't see it as, you know, man, this is going to go to zero. 
I know. Um, I know. Typically, you're you're more of a short term trader, but like, what do you think the the prospects of this project are? Man, I I would like. I, this is one of those ones that I would like to hold these um, just because it like, I mean, like the, the thesis makes sense. I don't think, I, I don't know about like, it's, this is probably the best like tag along of like, you, you don't even care what this dev does, right? Like you're betting entirely that the apes like these, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. I mean, that's the, that's the thesis, that's the thesis on that. I'll probably, I think I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to trade out of most of these, uh, and then hold one or two is my guess because I don't have an ape and I'd like that. It's like this is kind of like a, they're just cool looking. So that, that was my thesis. But right. bummed to miss the show today. Free market, you have um you have a little bit of experience with wet offers too, right? You, you've uh, scooped some stuff up with that. Not maybe not on most. I I I, I target collections that I watch really closely. Like I go into the Begone collection every day. And just look at things I like. You know, you find things you're you're obsessed with, but it's it's more just you have to, as you were saying, when those floors start moving in one direction or the other, you better be watching so that your bot doesn't do anything stupid, or so, or so that your wet wet offers aren't just hanging out there. So when getting to know a collection really well is the only time that I really bang out wet offers. Now I have a favorites folder where anytime I see something I like, I'll favorite it. And, you know, if I'm feeling flush or liquid, I like to go make weth offers on things I like. But I don't really have a uh, a weth money-making strategy that I employ all the time. I tend to do it in things that I love. But as a holdler, that is where your EV starts to come from, is that is when you go through periods like the last six weeks. I mean, think about being able to buy mutants under four, under three or under four, wherever they were, or all these things and just banging out weth offers for even less than the floor was and them going through on every collection. Every collection was accepting weth offers in the last four weeks. For people that don't have experience with weth, it is uh, like wrapped Ethereum. Um, and the really cool thing about it is that if you have, let's just say you convert one ETH into one WETH, is it WETH? I hate, I hate that we do that. Um, WETH doesn't sound right. But nope. uh, <laughs> it's WETH and ETH. WETH it's, and it's ETH. Canon. Yeah. But um, if you have one WETH and you want to place a bunch of one WETH offers on things, you can do it on as many as you want. And if one of them goes through and spends that weth, then all of the other ones become invalid. So it's not like you have to like, yeah. uh, it's not like you have to have like 20 weth to put 21 weth offers on the table for all of this stuff. You could really aggressively spread these offers around and all you need is just one of them to ding. And you, uh, you could be looking at either a quick flip or a really low cost basis into a project you've been looking to get into. Um, yeah. When I put you, out 4,000 weth offers last night. Yeah. <laughs> And what was your success rate on them? Just like, do you know? Off, off the oh, I mean, well, it really depends on, you know, I say, so a general rule and that kind of stuff. And and honestly, I'm trying to get better at always having thousands of WETH offers out there, even at low percentages, like, you know, for stable projects that the floor doesn't move as much um, at like 50%. Um, because if you have a bot, like if you, like I, I got a software that, that does it, if you have a tool that does it, it doesn't really cost you much time or effort. And with this kind of stuff, it's always time. It's always uh, uh, like time and circumstance that 
you just need your offers in front of a lot of people. They don't need to be the best offer. Um, you know, in some cases, you're going to have other WETH offer like bots that are over top of your offers or whatever it is, but but those go away, you know, so you can put a three day offer out there and have it be really, really conservative. But if you have enough of them, there's going to be somebody that just decided at nine o'clock on a Thursday night that owned a began that they need their money that minute. And yeah. the other offers that were, you know, 0.3 higher than yours happened to cycle out at that time. And you're the only offer available to them at that time. And they press the button. Yeah. And I mean, it, um, it, again, for anyone that has no experience doing it, the general thesis is that eventually it's like cold calling, right? Like eventually you're going to hit somebody that needs that product. And, uh, but, um, I would probably say a hundred, a conservative number of offers is like, if you're offering like 80% of floor or less, you probably need to make like, and there's, there's other, like, it depends on if there's other offers too, but you need to, it's like one in 50 minimum off on the offers, you know, could be like one in a like hundred. If you're doing like much lower ones, uh, you know, then it's up to like more like one in 500 or, you know, one at that, but it, it really depends on how difficult it's been for people to move the project. And if somebody else has picked over, you know, that collection. I mean, you guys, if you just go to the activity tab, you can see the wet offers that have been accepted by people. And sometimes you're just like, ooh, the, the other benefit is on lower collections, smaller collections, uh, you're not paying, you're not paying the gas on wet offer to buy it. So, you know, if you're trying to buy something that's yeah. 0.15, you know, if, if somebody accepts your wet offer, you're paying 0.15. You're not paying, um, you know, 0.15 yeah. plus 0.04 in gas. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's the big advantage on that too. Um, you know, I I need to get more offers on the begans. I was just doing taking your guys' advice and trying to go after the gifts, but I'll probably do some lower bids on a, lot, a little bit larger swath of the collection. Yeah, for for projects that don't really have a lot of volume but still have like a stability, um, it's definitely plus EV to just spread some around and see what happens. Um, particularly for more rares, if you have a little bit, um, a little bit more weth to throw at it, like rares, the, the rarer they are, um, the more illiquid they become and the more hesitant people are to kind of throw them in for floor value. Right. Especially if they need them to move. So, um, I think a lot of people have some success doing that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I can give you a good, like, just, just a good strategy at that that happened to me on galactic apes this last week and a half i had i, I was offering on um like the rares like mechas jedis and mystics if anybody doesn't know the galactic apes uh collection those are the three rarest like monkey or uh um types of ape and you know like to your point what you had said of it you really have to know the collection there are like head head pieces and eyes and stuff that are more rare than some of those but those types tend to be because of the game or utility those types tend to have higher floors um and so i had three rares fill from weth offers that you know bought at 0.1 it's 1.7 or sorry bought at 1.1 and with floor was like 0.8 at the time uh and sold them at 1.4 and 1.2 at 1.7 so yeah, lots of great flip opportunities, especially for those higher priced illiquid ones if you have a little bit of west to throw around. So 
But if if you're not, games liquid, are a good. You definitely good example. Of yeah, that. you definitely. Yeah. yeah, if you're not liquid, though, it's definitely you know those those getting those wet offers accepted above floor. It can take you know days or a week for those to sell. So you have to have got to have a little bit of little bit of ETH laying around. <clears throat> Somebody undercut the zombie bastard floor which was 1.75 and put one up for 1.12. So that is a good WEF target uh, for anyone shopping rare Begons. It is Begon number. One second. Those are also good. If you know that collection, let me ask you, if you know that collection really well, how long do you think Mm -hmm. it would take one to buy it to sell at 1.1? For this to sell at 1.1, right now it could take a bit. Um, all the Begon connoisseurs and whales have hundreds. Like, they're already stacked. And I don't mean hundreds waiting to dump. This is just what they love. Uh, so right now, it takes a while. Back a month ago, I mean, they were just flying a month and a half ago. Um, right. The zombies are one of the rarer types. And since this person undercut the floor by 0.6, I would think firing off some weth offers even 20 or 30 percent lower could uh, could go off there, and then you got like a double, an instant double on the already. So. Well, that's a that's a good point as to when you talk about strategies on flipping versus yeah. holding, right? Like you know, yep. in some collections, you get your floors are significantly above the price that anybody is willing to pay for those attributes, right? Like in this case. Mm-hmm. You know, is 1.1 really like full market value at the moment for like if you, if you, my definition of full market value of a rare is you can sell it within one week of listing it at that this price. Will go, yes. Yes. I think this will go within a week. Okay. So, so that they, let me see when they listed it. So it's not a scoop mm. if you wanted to flip it, but right. yes, if you can give the 30% below. That offer, you're gonna. There's a very high probability you're gonna sell that at at 1.1 within a week. Right. Those are good. Yes. Those are good rare flip targets. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so but I would I would through. imagine relisting at 1.5 if you were able to grab that for like 0.9 weth relist for point or 1.5. The time frame is probably going to be about the same to sell it because if somebody is looking to pick up one of those, they're probably just going to target. Uh, uh, something that's substantially above the floor still, right? Like if the floor for the rest of them is 1.7 and you still pick it up and relist for 1.5, like I don't think that the time horizon is going to be any different than listing for 1.1. This guy is probably somebody that is looking to to move it like right now and making it very appealing for someone. That's a great point on pricing. Um, You You actually, sorry to cut you off, but like you probably could just pick that up for 1.1 right now and sell it within a week for 1.5. Hmm. Yeah, you don't think I, it's not- that's a little, you know, because ju- the next zombie up, which is 1.75, is being sold by Juicy. Juicy is a Begon sharp. He may own Begons than anybody out there. He does set prices and he knows kind of where a floor should be. Um, he it, so I, I would say that. Uh, I'm not sure how quick it would move at one point where this guy priced it. It's going to move, I think, pretty quickly. OK, fair. Um, like I said, you would want to, you know, you'd want to bang a weth offer out. Uh, it's just begone volume has been slow since the pullback and it'll pick up eventually. 
Uh, I would, but that's I would well agree, priced. I would agree that in some cases, you know, you, some people need to feel like if if people aren't actively, there's not a bunch of people in the market to buy those rares. Sometimes you mm-hmm. need some, some floor separation in order yeah. to, for people to be like a whale being like, oh man, that's just too good of a deal to pass up. You know, then they, yeah. a lot of times if your plan is liquidation flipping, you're pricing it right when somebody feels like there's a little bit of meat left on the bone. Mm-hmm. If there's no meat left on the bone, then it really has got to be the collector connoisseur grabs it. And that can take a while once, like you said, everybody's already, you know, they need a good reason to get their hundred and first began, you know, and uh, if you don't yeah. give it to them. But if you're, if you're doing that, that's the thing is you're, you don't necessarily need as big of a spread if that's your play that you're you're constantly doing that and coming in. Do and you out see? I posted it. I posted it in the AM general chat. Go look at it. Do you see the little arrow next to prices now that tells you if it's on one of those declining auction things? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Let me see. This is that, like brand. I, there was a rare this last night. Go there look was at a, it. Yeah, there was a rare. Is it you? You did in the chat. Yeah, a the AM chat, the show chat. I'm looking at. Let's see what we got here. So this is, uh, it's on a two day, nine hour. Yep. So one one thing really interesting about that I've I've noticed, um, if you see a, a, a piece like this that's on an auction, but it's on mm-hmm. a very short auction, you will yep. see that price decline very rapidly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some, that's why some cases. This is prime for a weth offer. This person needs liquidity. <laughs> yeah, there, there was. That's, that's a really good point. There was, um, uh, there was a, there was a, a Jedi ape. So the second, I think it's like the or the rarest uh, type of a galactic ape that, uh, you know, he went from six ETH to uh, down to a th- like he. I think he finally finally listed it at four ETH with a auction down to three ETH in one hour, like a couple days ago. Ugh. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> You know, the floor on those is six. And he had actually agreed to sell it to me in the forum for 2.65. And with one minute left in the auction, somebody bought it for three. <laughs> I was like, oh. huh. but yeah, Brutal. those auctions, that that's a that's a good point. I haven't even I haven't even looked at that as a great sign of like of somebody like really wanting liquidity. Yeah. So now that you mention it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a wet offer on that. Woo-hoo. Hope you get it. <laughs> nice. We'll see you in a minute. All, right. All right, guys. Yeah, we thanks for coming out, man. I always appreciate it, and uh, good chat. We'll we'll do it again soon, I'm sure. Some big numbers today. You guys are killing it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, we've hit all time highs. So um, all time highs. So uh, yeah, I think I, there is probably a great time to wrap this up. If anybody wants to jump down into like a voice chat later, I'll be around for for most of the day. Uh, always willing and and love to keep the conversation going. Again, for anybody that maybe jumped in late or uh, wants to catch up on previous episodes or anything like that, we do record all of these uh, in video for YouTube and uh, audio on Spotify and Apple Music. So um, even just going there, maybe even clicking subscribe helps us out. If you want to support the cause, if not, it's it's all good. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. This was a great turnout today. I think we peaked at like 32, 33. That's easily all time high, right? All time high, baby. All time high. Also, I was uh, I was kind of just scrolling around through some of the news while we were chatting there. And I, I completely forgot to mention while we were having the board Ape uh, conversation that Post Malone bought a couple of them, too, uh, this weekend. So um, another another gigantic name. So 
Yeah, post Malone. I mean, it's you know, it like we said, this set off the last rally with Visa buying the punks, and here we go, celebrities getting into apes. Yeah, and big celebrities too. So a very exciting time in the NFT world, a very exciting time in the crypto world, and uh, a very exciting time in Alpha Mint too with a lot of new members and uh, a great turnout this morning, as I said earlier. So thank you so much. Do you want to close it off with anything? Any final thoughts? Good luck at the tables, DGENs. Good luck at the tables, guys. Thank you so much. We'll wrap it up and we will do this all over again tomorrow at 9.